Welcome to the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. My name is Garen Gardner. I'm the Technical Marketing Manager for Autodesk Inventor. Today is June 20th, and this is episode number 13. Well, thanks for downloading yet another version of the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. And those of you that this might be your first time listening, thanks for downloading, and hopefully you'll find some good things here. Um, this week we're going to talk a little bit about a, an event that I went to. Um, typically in our podcast we talk a little bit about some of the news and things going on around the industry, some of the technology, and then we get into um, some some tips and tricks. Once in a while we're able to schedule an interview. But this week, since I went to a, an event last week, I was able to get a number of different interviews and I have a lot of content just from the actual event and I thought that it might be of interest to a lot of you. So this particular episode is going to be mostly on the SAE competition that I went to. Um, the SAE competition, it was actually the Formula SAE West competition. And this is a competition that is that is typically uh, for college students. So, you know, there were about 100 different colleges that attended this, and they were from all over the world. I was able to meet some people from India, from quite a lot from the United States, Canada. Um, there were some from Japan. They were, they were from all over the place. And basically over the last year, a lot of these students have been designing cars. They're uh, formula-style cars that are, have 600cc motors. So they're, they're smaller cars. And uh, throughout the year, they design them. They come up with you know unique designs and, and concepts. And then they have to put it into practice. They actually have to build these things, and then they run them through their paces. They have... Uh, during this competition there are a number of different things that they do with their cars but before they can even start racing and 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 working with their cars they have to go through a number of inspections so they have to make sure that the brakes work that it's safe to drive that it doesn't uh... that it's not too loud and you know they just go through the cars and make sure that they're in good shape so it's it's actually quite a challenge to build these cars and you know to even get them on the track so with that i have i have the president of SAE International, Rich Shom, who I was able to interview and talk to him quite a bit, and I appreciate the time that he took with me. So the first interview is going to be him, and then I've got quite a few students that I interviewed. I was able to just walk around during the four days and pull some students aside, talk to them about their cars, some of the unique things they did with their cars, about the, the competition. and uh, So I'm going to roll that, and I'll, I'll let you listen to the interview. And then from there, I'll talk a little bit about the uh, the final, who who won the competition. Autodesk had a, a uh, award as well, so we'll talk a little bit about those things. Then we'll end up with a tip and trick. So with that, I'm going to roll the interview. All right. So today we have Rich Shom, and uh, he's uh, president of SAE, and we're we're actually at a, a SAE event today, and we want to talk a little bit about what SAE is and actually get some students on and talk a little bit about what they're doing as well. But maybe we'll start out with uh, with Rich and he can tell us a little bit where SAE came from and, and some of its history. Yeah, thanks very much for a chance to chat. Uh, SAE is uh, a not-for-profit professional society primarily made up of engineers, uh, 90,000 members worldwide, founded uh, over a hundred years ago, 102 to be exact, uh, by some of the great, great uh, uh, inventors of, of all time. It was founded by people like Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, Harvey Firestone, um, uh, Newton, or just, just many, many examples. Wright Brothers, another example of early members of SAE. And it was founded for the 
express purpose to uh, promote mobility, uh, all kinds, whether it's air or uh, automobiles and trucks and commercial vehicles. Um, and it was founded, simply stated, uh, to promote the exchange of knowledge in a, in a neutral form. And uh, like, like many professional societies, and um, we, we basically have two core competencies. We, we do standards, consensus standards that are used throughout industry, but um, we also spend a lot of time on lifelong learning. And that's why this, this event that you and I are attending today uh, is so important. It's called the Collegiate Design Series, and it, it uh, is aimed at college students from all over the world, I might add. We now have close to 6,000 students. Uh, I think it's 121 teams that participate. We have 61 of which are, are here in California today in Fontana. And we, we uh, basically expect the students to uh, design and build and then compete um, in, a, in the environment that we're, we're in today. The, the reason that it's valuable is that it is for most of the students the first opportunity to apply the theory they learned at university, typically in their first three years, uh, in, a, in a real world problem, which is to build a, a race car, a little uh, an autocross car that uh, an open wheel vehicle limited to 600 cc's um, and, um, and ultimately uh, find out how good they are. Yeah, and I would, I'd have to say, you know, I've walked around and looked at a lot, a lot of these cars, and it's amazing the, the amount of time and effort that they've put into these cars. You know, they've got carbon fiber fairings and, you know, all sorts of molded components and machine components and all welded up, and they've, they've done a fantastic job. So it's not just, uh, you know, a simple little uh, project. They, it sounds like they've had a, a lot of students involved with each of these cars and a lot of time. How long would you say that it usually takes them to build these cars, and maybe what are some of the, the characteristics of them? It's a basically a, a one-year cycle, and uh, for many of these students, it, it is a four-credit uh, uh, effort. Uh, that is, it qualifies for their, their senior design project, for example. Uh, so typically, uh, th this is the last major competition of the, of the season, and they'll begin... Um, as early as August or September of the school year. Um, they'll design um, through January or so. They'll build and then uh, the begin to compete uh, in the May time frame. Yeah. And it's, it's been interesting the last couple of days. You know, they ha it sounds like they have quite a few checks that they have to go through to make sure that their brakes work okay, that, um, you know, that uh, noise ordinances and, and kind of the whole gamut. So it's not just, you know, throw them out on the track and race. I, I don't know if you have anything more you'd like to add to some of that. Well, that, that's, that's a, a good summary. Uh, obviously, safety is paramount. We don't want anyone getting hurt. Uh, I think maximum speed on, on this course might be 60, 65 miles an hour in, in, a, in a straight. Uh, but uh, it begins with... Uh, you know, static judging and uh, where people volunteer from industry to, to be judges and uh, there's various attributes that are, are looked at in the design, innovation being one of them and how it's executed and, and then they will 
um, actually make a presentation. And, and everything is tied to the way things work in the real world. In the real world, uh, you do work in a team. Most people, I mean, there are a few examples of single contributor jobs, but at the end of the day, you're, you're going to interface with other people. You're going to also have to communicate your idea. Um, so that's why we expect them to do a design presentation. Um, and one of the other attributes I might add that uh, comes along with this, the, the people that raise their hand for the collegiate design series are typically enthusiastic and, and frankly passionate ab about, uh, about all things uh, uh, mechanical and, and electronic. They, they have a great uh, passion for engineering. Um, so they get to see all the as aspects of, of working in the, in the real world. They also, in that design phase, as you know, uh, use uh, uh, the latest in, in um, simulation and, uh, and design tools, uh, like, like Autodesk, for example. Uh, uh, you've been a great supporter over the years of, uh, of, of this effort. Uh, so bottom line is to, to get uh, young people to um, learn how to work in, in a real-world environment. Great. Well, I'm excited to go and talk to some of the students and hear what they have to say. Maybe in wrapping up, it sounds like there are some other challenges or other competitions that uh, you said this was the last one. Um, maybe we can hit on some of the, the competitions that have already been held this, this year and, and what we can look forward to next year. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Uh, I have the privilege of traveling around to, to all of them this year. Uh, and uh, it began with uh, something called Clean Snowmobile. Uh, up in Houghton, Michigan, up in the, uh, the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. And, and those students uh, basically start with a production snowmobile. And this focuses on the engine and reducing its emissions, reducing its noise. Uh, now we've added an element of alternative fuel development. There's ones that run on ethanol. There's even hybrid uh, uh, and, and electric uh, snowmobiles. Um, the other Ones are an aero design competition where students uh, design and build a uh, radio-controlled aircraft. Um, again, there's judging and presentation, and in that, the objective is how much mass you can lift. It's a it's a payload uh, competition. And then we have for, uh, Baja, which is an off-road uh, competition in an east. I just came from the one in Rochester, New York, uh, only last week. And uh, that's a fascinating one, uh, very, very uh, um, dynamic uh, with lots of mud flying and uh, uh, airborne vehicles and, and, and great uh, exuberance on, on part of all the, the students in, in uh, Baja. Then in uh, Marshall, Michigan, we have a super mileage competition. Uh, objective there is the highest uh, fuel efficiency for um, a single person uh, vehicle. I think the record is 3,146 miles per gallon wow. set by the uh, University of British Columbia. Amazing. And then of course Formula SAE that we're attending today which is the, the uh, autocross competition. Great. Well thank you much for your time. This is really exciting. I'm glad to be able to participate and look forward to it next year. So I know you're busy and thanks for the, the few minutes to, to talk to us. Thanks very much. All right. Talk to you later. Okay.
Well, I'd like to thank Rich Shaw again for the time that he took talking to me. It was something that was a little bit last minute to, to see if I could interview him, and he was really gracious in taking some time and, and sitting down and talking to me a little bit about SAE and the competition. So thanks to him again, and then the, the next set of interviews that I have, I had a great time going around talking to a lot of the students. You know, during the, the competition, there was a bit of downtime for some of these students, and oftentimes they were tinkering and working on their car. They weren't sitting around much. But I was able to walk around and, and go up and just talk to them and see what they were doing with their cars, have them tell me a little bit about it. And I caught a lot of that through uh, through interviews. So hopefully you'll enjoy what some of the students were talking about, some of the things that they were involved in, and give you a good idea of what the competition was like. So with that, I'm going to roll the next set of interviews. All right, so today I have Patrick Dwyer with us. He's uh, involved with the Formula SAE West Challenge. And uh, we'll give him a second to maybe tell us a little bit about his team and some of the things that he's worked on. Patrick? Hey, well, we're from uh, the University of Washington up in Seattle. Um, and our car uh, comes from a long line of 18 years of pretty winning cars. Now, last year we took fourth um, overall here at West. And this year uh, we focused on a lot of testing, trying to improve over last year's car, just you know, keep the iterations going. Um, we did a lot of dynamic testing, like. Uh, hot tire temperature sensors, IR. Uh, we did you know, linear pots on all the shops. We did, uh, you name it, we pretty much came up with it to test. Um, we, uh, one key feature that I worked on was uh, a limited slip clutch back differential with um, an adjustable external preload. So kind of a, a poor man's active diff, like the active diffs that were outlawed, outlawed by uh, World Rally a few years ago. But, yeah, that was that was my main project for the year. Yeah. Great. So so it sounds like you guys have done this for many years. Is there uh, have you guys used the same car throughout the last few years, or did you start out from scratch this year? We actually build a new car every year. Okay. Yeah, we uh, we upgrade components. Some components get transferred from car to car if new ideas don't work out as well as they could. But we try to put together a brand new winning car every year. Great. So how many people are on your team? Uh, over the year it. Uh, fluctuated between 20 and 30. I think we have uh, 15 people here today. Great. So it looks like you guys went through a lot of the, the testing. Everything's good on, on that end. You guys are just ready to, to roll tomorrow? Yeah. We, uh, we passed tech. We passed uh, the sound emissions test. You know, we're ready to go. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks for your time. And uh, what number is your car? Number four. Great. We'll be looking forward in pictures. Thanks, Great. Patrick. All right, so today we have Andy Smith with us. He's from Purdue, and uh, you guys have a real nice-looking car here. I, w I was watching it a little bit earlier. Uh, can you maybe tell me a little bit about your car and some of the things that you worked on? Um, I was the chief engineer of this car, and I worked mostly on the suspension design. Um, but the, we're real proud of this year's car, especially the weight. Mm -hmm. We've dropped to 411 pounds for competition this year. Um, from last year, it was 429 pounds, so it's a significant weight decrease. Um, performance is uh, doing pretty well today on the track. We think unofficial, unofficially we're first place in skid pad and fourth place in uh, acceleration, so we're looking pretty good there. Great. Um, we're excited for the autocross event to get going here in a few minutes. So what uh, would you guys do to, to drop so much weight? Uh, you really just have to list out all the components on the vehicle mm -hmm. and then target, find areas where you can decrease the weight the most and then just systematically go through and uh, reduce weight on a part-by-part -part basis. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you have a lot of carbon fiber and a lot of uh, nice components in here. What, uh, what would you say is a unique thing about your car over maybe some of the others here? I just think the overall integration and clean packaging, the 16-inch wheelbase is the minimum wheelbase and where um, you can still fit everything in. It's a very tight, clean car. 
Uh, the integration between the chassis and suspension and the powertrain systems is very good. Um, so overall, I think that's our, our best design feature is the integration of the systems and the lightweight. Great. Well, very good. We're looking forward to seeing how it goes out there. All right. Thanks, Thanks very Andy. much. All right, so today I have and, uh, and Adam, right? Adam. All right, Adam with us. Yep. And uh, from Michigan State. Correct. Sir. You guys have quite the, quite the car. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your car, some of the things that you worked on? Well, we appreciate the compliment. And uh, in terms of uh, the car, it is, uh, it's our 2007 car, obviously. We uh, feel it's a pretty competitive entry. Um, and it's starting to prove itself dynamically today. We've placed, uh, we won acceleration just a couple hours ago with a 3.89 with uh, which was obviously the fastest run of, of today's uh, meet, but also uh, one of the fastest runs uh, ever recorded in Formula SAE, SAE history, if we are correct in our, wow. our logic. So Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and uh, in terms of my role in the vehicle, uh, we actually, I, we've actually, uh, I worked a lot on the, uh, the budgetary and the, also the operations side of things. So um, if you're looking to talk to someone on a more technical basis, you're probably gonna wanna talk to one of my uh, one of my teammates, but I will be more than happy to answer any questions uh, with regard to the technical as technical aspect of the car. What have. what would you say has probably been the biggest challenge designing the car? You know, there's a there's a good series of challenges and in, in designing and building a Formula SAE car, and I would say the largest of all of them is a time constraint. The 12 month period between competitions puts a gigantic hindrance upon uh, you know furthering design. There's always uh, the, the creativity uh, that the mind uh, breeds, especially in engineering, can go on for months, even years, and really what Formula SAE forces you to do is to put that into a realistic timeline, and realistic meaning expedited in this yeah. case. And so um, so really that, that is what the, the biggest biggest thing to overcome, I would say, is. Yeah. So has this been a pretty good uh, experience from a college level for you guys, oh, you definitely been an amazing experience from college alike. The things that uh, I've learned in formula have definitely superseded everything else that I've learned in the classroom. Um, and I, I can't imagine how, how this could be, uh, or how anything else could substitute for it. Yeah, well great. Definitely look forward to seeing you guys out there in the race, and we'll see how you guys do. All right, well thank you very right, much. Thanks Adam. All right, so today I have Gino from Cal Poly uh, Pomona. And uh, we're here at uh, the Formula Racing. Can you tell us a little bit about your car that you're working on, some of the things that you did? Sure, what I did, I was working with Kevin Gasparini with a cooling system. It's my first year on the team. Um, out there, we're learning a lot, doing a lot of fabricating and you know, getting the whole weight of this competition. So what, uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge so far with your car? Biggest challenge? Um, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> Time, thing, right? That's, yeah, what, that's time. what I always hear, time. Finishing on time. Yeah. Finishing yeah. on time, finishing endurance as far as the competition, but uh, for designing, it's just, uh, yeah, same thing, just time, you're making deadlines, making things happen, balancing out, you know, farmland and school especially because we can't lose track of that's what we're here for. Right, yeah. So what, uh, anything unique with this car that uh, we maybe wouldn't see in other cars? Unique with this car? Well, first of all, our paint job, then we have our air intake. System. I would say this is a cool looking paint job. Oh, thank you. We actually had one of our art students on campus uh, came out and volunteered to do the paint paint job and did a uh, really, really good job. Yep. Knockout and then, job. Now you've got a really cool looking intake there. Yeah, that's uh, actually Robert got Lasky. He uh, did all the analysis and all the data acquisition to come up with a really cool uh, rabbit prototyped uh, intake. 
gotcha. and uh, our restrictor as well. Yeah. So you know how much your car weighs? Car weighs 454. That's actually six pounds lighter from last year. We took out a lot of weight. We were down to ounces. Anything we could save weight on, uh, you know, we took uh, extra initiative to do that, get our weight down. And with this year, with the 60 pounds being lighter, and we have about 20, oh, more like 15 pound, uh, 15 more horsepower. So the power to weight ratio is, you know, came to more uh, number number that we liked. Very happy with that, say. Very good. So how did it perform today so far? Today, uh, pretty well. Um, of course, during the practice sessions that we have back at our, uh, our testing facility, or we say parking lot, more like. <laughs> uh, it was down there, but not as down as uh, what we wanted. But it's about par with everybody else. Maybe a little bit better. Cross my fingers when I say that. Very good. So how many people are on your team? Around 20 core members. Some people come and go, but I would say we have 20 dedicated guys. Great set of guys. Love them all in my heart. And uh, yeah, almost almost uh, came like a little family, I'd say. We, Great. Yeah, 24 hours in the shop and studying and doing formula. We got to know each other very well. Went to Detroit with each other, and we're actually going to Italy in September. Wish us luck. Great. Very good. So what uh, would you say that this has been a good experience for your engineering? Oh, uh, definitely. I would say this is the best decision I've made uh, with collegiate career. Um, actually, well, these kind of things are probably, you would think, bring your grade point average down. But it actually helped because I got people helping me out. I got people, uh, you know, giving me advice. And, you know, if you can't, you know, do it in the classroom, you can't do it out here. And they make sure that before you come into the shop, did you get your homework done? Yeah, great. Well, good luck, guys. No, thank Don't you very much. Don't get that uh, paint job all scratched up. Uh, we'll try not to. All right, take care. You too. So we have Wade with us from Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. And uh, just looking over your car, some of the things you guys worked on. Can you tell me a little bit about your car? Well, personally, I was in, in charge of the driver, driver training program. Basically, we take out our older cars. We also help maintain the older cars. And then we take our older cars out to our test track about once or twice a month uh, throughout both semesters of our of the actual school year. And uh, train we train about five to six drivers throughout the year mm -hmm. and pick the best four for the competition. And uh, this year we only attended California. And so I, I myself am uh, the top driver for this year. Uh, our driver, best driver last year graduated obviously and so it's so me. It's all you. Yeah, it's me, and we actually do have some good. We have some really great drivers with some, a lot of uh, autocross and road racing experience. Great. So, what uh, what's been the biggest challenge driving so far? Uh, the biggest challenge, honestly, is getting in a car that has been drawn on paper and then making it drive like a real car. You know, there's no there's no one there to tell you how it's supposed to handle. You get to really form it like a ball of clay. Like it's all you. It's all what the drivers want from step one. Yeah. So is that a challenge where there are multiple drivers trying to fit this car and make it drive like you want? <laughs> yeah, me and uh, me and uh, the other top driver, we, you know, at first we thought we were going to have a problem because we both have very different driving styles, but towards the end we were both really agreeing on just about everything and the car started to handle really good. Yeah, very good. Well, I can see your team leaving you, so although they can't go anywhere without you, but uh, can you tell us real quick how, how things have gone today? Things have gone great all weekend. and. Uh, we got some really great guys. Our driver was actually a presenter for the business presentation. He did an excellent job. And uh, we've done consistently well in all the events, and we plan on doing really well in the final two, the autocross and endurance. Very good. Well, good luck. All right. Take thanks care. a lot, man.
So today I have with us Ian, and uh, what team are you from, Ian? From the University of Victoria. Great. And uh, this is your car sitting here in front of us, number 28, huh? Yeah. How are things going today? Mm, a few problems. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, we uh, lost our turbocharger this morning, uh, but the people at Garrett have been really good. They're uh, sourcing a new one for us right now. And in the meantime, we've set it up to run naturally aspirated. But uh, On the fly uh, modifications, yeah. huh? <laughs> but unfortunately, because of that, we didn't make it to the acceleration or skid pad events. Mm. Uh, so now we're really like just trying to get out to the autocross to pick up a few points, yeah. even if it's not running great. So what happened to the turbocharger? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I try to stay away from the engine stuff and just <laughs> let them do their thing. So what, uh, what is your primary uh, task on the car? Um, on the car, as far as design stuff goes, I did the brakes, and then I'm also really involved with uh, like sponsorship and team organization and that sort of stuff. I did the presentation event. Uh, which went really well. Yeah. So, how can you tell us a little bit about uh, the sponsorship? How how you were able to to do that and get sponsors and how that all worked out? Uh, well, it's pretty. It's challenging in in Victoria because it's not a it's not a real motorsport hub, so people aren't super interested in in this kind of thing. You have to really appeal to the like the big engineering companies that are looking for engineers, even if they don't have anything to do with motorsport. Sell them on the fact that the project is a good learning experience and can be applied to anything really. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, there's big companies out there that like giving away money, like phone companies and things like that. Uh, also Honda Canada has a really good sponsorship program for all the Canadian teams. Very good. So what, uh, anything unique on your car that we maybe wouldn't see on anybody else's car here? Um, I don't know about unique, but the as far as one of the things that I think sets our car apart is uh, the fit and finish. Not so much on the body this year, unfortunately, but the rest of the car, all the packaging is pretty slick. Uh, some, not so much at the moment because we had to change a few, a few things for tech. Yeah. So that sort of hacked a few things up, but overall it's pretty nice packaging. So has this been a, a good experience on the engineering side for you? Oh yeah, definitely. This is the third competition, the third year that I've been involved. Um, and it's like an irreplaceable experience. Very good. Well, good luck out there today. Hopefully you'll be able to get out on the track and make it work. Thanks. All right, take care, guys. See ya. All right, so I have Andrew and Matt here from BYU, and I uh, want to talk a little bit about their car, some of the things that they worked on. So maybe uh, is there anything unique on the car that, uh, that maybe some of the other schools aren't using right now? Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that we innovated here at Brigham University is we have used carbon fiber composite drive shafts, which have eliminated the bulky weight of the steel shafts that are traditionally used in this type of competition. Additionally, we uh, have innovated a design for um, an, a substitute for, for CV joints. Traditionally, CV joints are used in this competition. What we've decided to do is we didn't want the excess weight or the grease that are used in the CV joints, and we have created um, spring steel flex plates which provide the same amount of flex as a CV joint, yet they're cleaner, lighter, and, and uh, much more um, smaller than what you'd get in a CV joint. Um, so what, uh, what would you say weight savings on that would be? Weight savings on that uh, specifically, I would say would be in the magnitude of about 20 pounds. Um, in the entire drive, drivetrain itself, we've saved over 40 pounds from the car that we built last year. Wow, any other modifications from last year? Uh, yes, yeah, with several modifications, we've reduced the frame significantly to make sure that we have um, a tighter, more uh, agile car. We've also reduced the 
size of the tires, we wanted to get more heat into the tires. And for the scope of this competition, it's virtually impossible to get adequate heat transfer to larger size tires. We've got 10-inch uh, rims with 18-inch uh, tires. Yeah. So what uh, what would you say, what have both of you done with the car? What have you participated in? Uh, my responsibility right now has just been to be the project manager and make sure that I've um, been helping everyone else wherever we needed it and just supervise different projects, set deadlines and set a schedule and set planning and also to uh, make sure all the requirements are met for scheduling or any documents that need to be sent to SAE. Yeah. Matt, how about yourself? I've been spending uh, most of my time around the ergonomics area, so working with uh, everything that kind of surrounds the driver. So. Uh, putting in the harness, getting the seat ready. Actually, we fabricated a seat of carbon fiber this year and doing the firewall areas, head restraints, things like that. So. Great. What, what would you guys say is the biggest challenge so far this year? Um, this year we've had a, a couple of challenges. We've had, um, we didn't get to uh, all the hard goods quite as early as we wanted to. We actually did a lot of research and a lot of design this year, which really helped us out a lot. Um, probably the one thing that would help us out maybe a little bit more would be just a little bit uh, more testing, but the car's been running pretty strong, so we're happy about that. Yeah. So what how have you guys done today so far? Um, so far today we've, we've done well. Um, there have been a couple events where we think the car could have maybe run a little bit stronger, but overall it's, it's performed well and it's performed solidly, so we're happy so far. Yeah. So what would you do differently? Uh, differently? We, uh, after we come to the competition, we've been able to see the actual competition with our own eyes. It's been an incredible learning ground for us to know what to prepare for next year. For example, static weights are heavily graded and uh, we made some mistakes where we didn't quite fully understand the rules and uh, we missed some points out because of uh, poor delivery on some of the static events like the cost analysis, the business presentation and things like that. So uh, things that we do next year differently would make sure that we're fully prepared for all, all static events. All those things we don't like to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, the static events obviously are not as exciting as the dynamic events. Uh, next year, one thing that we will definitely uh, make a goal to do is that we can make sure we allow enough driving time for the drivers. One thing that we uh, we did poorly this year was that we did not have uh, proper time to train our drivers and get to know the car as well as we'd like to. Um, but other than that, our car is uh, made to the finals in the design competition. We've done well in the static events, not as well as we'd like. And uh, during the endurance, or excuse me, the acceleration and the skid pad, we've, uh, we've done well. We've done well. So we're pleased with the results we've got, and it's a benchmark for what we can do better. Great. Well, uh, we're looking forward to seeing your car out there, and hopefully you guys will tear it up. Not tear up the car, actually, but do well. Thank <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Well, I'd like to thank the students that, that participate in this that I was able to go around and talk to. Uh, it was nice to be able to, to just walk up to a lot of them and talk to them. They're very gracious in talking to me, telling me their story, what they were working on, how the car was doing, and pretty much how their, their last year of, of design has gone for this competition. So again, just grateful for all of their, their hospitality and talking to me and, and allowing me to interview them. And now, you know, many of you are probably wondering how the competition went. So, you know, I have a number of videos up on our, our blog. If you're familiar with our blog, it's in the machine, and I'll have some links in the show notes for that. We have, uh, as I mentioned, a number of videos on YouTube that you can go and watch, and then we also have quite a few pictures on Flickr that I have links as well. So it's, it's easy for you to go out and take a look at some of these cars, and I think you'd be surprised on how sophisticated some of these cars were and how good a job they did at building them. Uh, I think it's pretty amazing that college students with without really much background in building things like this have been able to design and build 
uh, some really nice cars and then be able to have them work in a fashion that they can go and race them for three or four days and be able to compete in the, the manner that they did. So kudos to those guys. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the, the the competition results. So, you know, they, they were scored by a number of different things. They had to go through, um, they had a presentation score that they had to present the car. They had to have some documentation. They had to make sure that they followed different uh, procedures. And then they had a design score. They had an acceleration uh, score, which, you know, they had uh, they had to accelerate down a track. The fastest time got the best points. And then they had a skid pad score. They had a autocross score. They had a little figure eight track that they went around it a couple of times for the autocross score. And then they had an endurance uh, an endurance score. So they were able to go around a track a number of times. It was a pretty good sized track, and they had to go through it I think 12 different times. And it took them you know a little bit of it took them a bit of time to go through this. And there were some cars that didn't even finish it. In fact, one car caught on fire, so it just goes to show you that this can be dangerous. Um, but anyway, the, the top three results, Texas A&M won. They, they got number one um, with their, their car. And then University of Kansas took second, and then Auburn University took third. So as I mentioned, there are over 100 different entries here. And, uh, you know, all these, all these students did a great job. The cars looked really good. So we're excited to see him again next year, but um, those are the top three. And then over and above the competition, that the actual SAE competition, there were a number of different awards, and Autodesk being one of the gold sponsors, we had some awards that we gave out. And our awards stemmed from the design communication of the teams. So this is something that we were able to talk to a lot of the teams. We were able to see um, the different presentations that they gave. We were able to look at the cars, see how they collaborated, and then we gave out uh, an award, or several awards. So our first, second, and third place, our first place was University of Oklahoma, and we awarded them $750. The second place was Dartmouth College, and they received a $500 award. And then South Dakota School of Mines and Technology, they were awarded uh, their third place, and they received $250. So thanks to those guys for participating in our, in our award ceremony. And again, we're excited to do this again next year. But uh, with that, that pretty much wraps up the SAE event, and we'll jump into a tip and trick. Let's get on to our tip and trick. Last week, I, I posted on our In the Machine blog a tip on the dreaded pink dot. And those of you that have received this probably know exactly what I'm talking about. But periodically, you'll be creating a, a part, and you may make a design change early on in the history tree and at some point you may notice that you get some pink dots in sketches and in the past this has been a little bit of a pain to get rid of you may have a complex sketch that has uh, a couple of pink dots and in the past the only way to get rid of these pink dots well, well first off these pink dots are sick coincident points so if you have a couple of of points or lines that come together where where those intersect one another where they come together there's a coincident constraint. Well, if that's a reference point and something changes and it can no longer find the reference to that point, that point becomes sick. And the lines may be sick or they may not, depending on how they were created. But in the past, to get rid of that coincident, that sick coincident point, oftentimes what you would have to do is delete the point, and then you would have to do, and you couldn't just delete the point, you'd need to delete both of the lines connecting to the point, 
or if they were splines or arcs, you'd have to delete that geometry first, and then you could go in, redraw it, and connect everything up. So it was a little bit of a pain to have to delete geometry, and, and this was even more difficult if it was a complex sketch. There were times where I, I would pretty much delete an entire sketch just to get rid of all the sick points, and then I would start over. And if this is something that took me a half an hour to build up, I wasn't really very happy to have to go, go about and do that again. So one of the things that we did in Inventor 2008, uh, many of you have probably noticed the constraints are a little bit different as far as the display. Now, if you're in a sketch, you can right-click and go to the constraint visibility or display and you can you'll notice that there's a new reference constraint and you can filter various types of constraints in here but that new reference constraint now can can be deleted so if you have a part let's say you create a rectangle and extrude it so you have a 3d model and then you put a sketch on one of the top faces it automatically projects all of those edges and they're associative well if you turn on all the constraints you'll notice that now at the end point or those edges now have this reference constraint that belongs to them so if you wanted to break the link of that particular sketch or just an individual entity on the sketch you could go to the the constraints turn on the reference constraints and then just delete the reference constraint that you don't want to be that, that you want to free up so now those pink dots as they become sick you can go to the the pink dot turn on the reference constraint so you can see them and just delete that reference constraint and it'll now be it'll just become a regular point so this makes it very easy to get rid of that and you don't have to go in and delete a bunch of extra geometry so that was our quick tip of the week hopefully you found it interesting hopefully the next time you see those dreaded pink dots you'll be able to go in and clear them up without doing a lot of extra work but hopefully you've enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for taking the time to download it and listen to it. And we'll catch you next time.